Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, everybody? Uh, normally, we would have a theme song that would come in. I'm not sure what happened with that. Um, but um, welcome to Straight Talk with Joe. I'm your host, Mr. Keith Ellaby. I, no, I'm not Keith. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, you know me, man. I'm <laughs> not Keith. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, Joe Dutellis, um, uh We have our other co-host, the real Mr. Keith Ellaby. How y'all doing, world? How y'all doing? Miss Monique Calderon will be uh, on with us in a minute. Um, um, it's that time of the week or that time of the month, Confessional Thursdays, uh, where every third, every last Thursday of the month, we uh, confess our sins to one another. Um, we, we want to encourage everyone to call in tonight at five one six. Three eight seven one four two seven. It's five one six three eight seven one four two seven. Before we get into the show, just want to say a quick prayer. Um, you know, follow up with a scripture, and, and we just start confessing to each other. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again, Lord, excuse me, for your grace and for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for your everlasting love. Thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your joy. We thank you for the peace that surpasses all understanding. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, for allowing us to come to you with humility and with open arms and you accepting us in every uh, facet of life, Lord. Uh, we, we, we pray that any trials and tribulation that we may uh, be enduring within this particular time in our life, that you stay steadfast in your, in, in, what, in your word, and we pray that we lean not on our own understanding, but we rely only on you. So we thank you and we praise you for these and many other things that you're doing in our lives. In the mighty Son, Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Uh, um, so, once again, it's Confessional Thursdays. You know, we're, we're, we're not here to lambast anyone. We're not here to, you know, judge anyone. We're just here to confess our sins. And like it says in James, the fifth chapter, the 16th verse, it says, confess your faults one to another and pray for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. And, you know, that is so true. Um, you know, it, to me, it feels like it's not even necessarily holding on a secret, you know, you know, something that you've been holding on for a while. It's just you're confessing your faults. You know, you're, you're just talking. A confession is, you know, I think it can be used as a dirty word sometimes because you think of confession, you think, oh, I'm in trouble, I got to confess. No, just talking. You're just not holding anything back to anyone. You're not being garbage. You're, 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 you're open. You're showing your vulnerability, which in itself as a Christian is a good thing because when you show your vulnerability, you can allow others to help you in your weak areas. And also, God can be strengthened in those weak areas because his um, his, his power can be used to tap into something that you couldn't tap into. Well, the Bible says that when you are made weak, God is made strong. God is the God of Amen. making the impossible possible. Um, so, uh, you know, I know we had a task, you know, uh, uh, that was addressed by Monique last week. Um, but honestly, I can't think of anything that I did since last week that helped anybody. <laughs> I don't even have a confession, to be honest. I I, I literally uh, stayed home and did nothing uh, in a, for the past week except take care of my wife and my kids. Uh, mm. 
You know what? You know what? I I kind of take that back. I do have a confession, I, and I think I've mentioned this a couple times. Um, yesterday we took our oldest son to the neurologist to see if he may have uh, he may be autistic. You know, autism is a broad spectrum, and it can range from uh, a variety of different issues. Um, and it, it doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing that you know, your child may have autism. Um, but just to get an idea, you know, to know if your child does or doesn't have it um, is, you know, what a parent will want or anyone will want. Um, and you know, we you know talking to the neurologist for a while. Um, he evaluated our son. He does have a mild uh, case of autism, and you know it's not crazy. You know it could be corrected uh, with a lot of uh, you know therapy and one-on-one. You know with my wife and I and him. Um, you know as he gets older and progresses, um, you know it won't. It, it could be regressed. You know he'll still have different functionalities where it may come out, but it won't be noticeable to you know, the average person. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean he's slow or anything like that. It says, you know, autism has been around for a long time, and um, now it's coming to the forefront of the different variations that it, may, uh, that it causes um, in adolescence. So, um, you know, once we found out that he does have it, you know, that was kind of a blessing for us because, now we know what we need to do and how to approach it. And um, we were blessed uh, yesterday. We're finding that out. And it was like a, a burden was lifted off of us. And uh, we just thank God for allowing, uh, allowing us to find that information out. So that's my confession. What would you so what would you like prayer for is uh as far as that goes? What would you like prayer for? Uh, we all, you know, we already prayed. You know, it's not like I said, it's not a big deal, it's not a you know, it, it's you know, we we knew, but now it's just clinically documented. Um you know, we've already set up appointments with the you know, therapist to to assist us and um, you know, with his different attributes of autism. Um, but like I said, you know, it's not going to affect, you know, he goes to a private school that produces child prodigies. Like literally, when you graduate that school, you label your child prodigy. So <laughs> we're, not, we're not worried about that. You know, we, 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 we're, you know we're just going to continue praying for, for his progress, and, you know, that's, that's, that's about it. Understood. Uh, Monique joined us. Hi, guys. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Um, We are, Joe just got finished with his confession and will definitely lift his family up in prayer in a time of need. Uh, Monique, would you like to go? Did you have a confession that you wanted to talk about or? Um, well, I did want to talk about, um, how I was able to put that scripture to work this week. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Um, so really, you know, um, for those of you that are tuning in, um, for the first time, uh, last week we were... I had stumbled upon a scripture, and in the scripture, we're talking about putting people before ourselves, mm-hmm. and uh, so I decided, and I challenge those of you who are returning with us, to see what, you know, if you could live out 
a full week of really putting people before yourself. And so I totally did that this week. And, you know, I'll be the first to say it was not easy. It was, Mm. there, there was a time, actually it was yesterday, I had went to go get some Jamba Juice. And I was in line and there was this guy behind me. And he was like counting some change and he had asked me if I had any change and uh, I told him no I didn't have any change um, which if I'm being honest and I'll confess right now that's a lie because I had change um, <laughs> but the thing is uh, you know standing there and he's looking at the different shakes and stuff and he's counting his change and but he's dressed real fly. I mean, he's wearing brand new Nike Cortez. He's got everything on him looks brand new. So I couldn't really figure out why this guy was in there trying to count change. Um, mm-hmm. Because everything looked brand spanking new. So anyways, I'm standing there. And um, I just felt this prompting, like, to buy him a drink right, to get him a Jamba Juice. And so Mm -hmm. I said, hey, uh, you know, the person took my order, and then I said, and whatever he wants, right? And so the guy orders his drink. And after he ordered his drink, the Lord said to me, he was like, Monique, you've got to let him know I love him. You've got to tell him I love him. You've got to tell him. And I was like, is that just me or is that like the Lord, you know? But I kept hearing it, like, you have to tell him I love him. You have to tell him. And so, and it was like this urgency. And I've never, ever experienced that before. Never, right? And for me, I'm like, I'm not one of those people, like, I will let people know that I'm a believer, you know, through my relationships and through my actions. But, like, I don't just go meet people and say, hey, Jesus loves you. Like, that's never been how I am. And so it was really weird. And so I'm like, all right, Lord. I was like, okay, I'll tell him when he gets a drink, I'll hand it to him and I'll, and I'll tell him, you know. And so I gave him the, the drink and I was like, hey, I just want to let you know Jesus loves you. And as awkward and this is kind of like a confession too it was so awkward to do that and say that but I knew without a shadow of a doubt that that was the Lord telling me to do it and so I did it I was obedient even though it was so awkward and so out of my comfort zone um so that was really it was really awesome I've really seen you know when you decide to do a challenge like that, like put people before yourself, I'm like, I'm so proud of myself. And I looked at myself and I was like, man, I've I've been selfish and this has been really cool. And it's been a great way of, of helping me to strip off myself. And really when I put people before me, how much of a better person I am um, and how I don't have to focus on controlling my emotions and I don't have to focus on controlling my feelings because when I put people before myself, it's like everything else falls into place. And so um, I'd love it if anyone else out there um, has a story. I'd love for you guys to call in and share that with us um, on how you put people before yourself this week. Um, so that that's really, um, I don't know, so much of a, it was a partial confession. Um <laughs> Maybe I'll let you share, Keith, and if something comes up, I'll, I'll definitely come out with it. How does that sound? Sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, so with me, I had a similar story today of just putting someone else before myself. And I was actually coming out of a restaurant at order. I was hungry. I was on my lunch break. And I was trying to just hurry up, get this food. And go home. And uh, I'm coming out the restaurant, and I saw this guy. He's digging in the trash. He's digging in for cups. I don't know what he's looking for. He's probably looking for something to drink or something like that. He's digging in there. He's grabbing these cups. 
And I look at him. He kind of looks at me. Then he goes back to the trash. And I'm so hungry at this point. I got the sandwich in my hand already. So I'm about to just start eating it. And I look back at him again in a turn, and I say, hey, man, are you hungry? No, no, actually, no. He didn't – I didn't ask him that. He actually asked me for change. So when I looked back, we made eye contact. And he said, sir, do you have any change? And I said, no, I don't have any change. And I said, are you, are you hungry? He said, yeah, I am. But you just, you know, you go ahead. And I said, here, take my sandwich. And he's like, no, I can't do that, man. You just came out of I said, take, I said, take my sandwich. Here, take it. And I said, you want the, you want the, uh, the, the, the hash brown, too? You can have that, too. And he's like, Really? I was like, yeah, man. I said, matter of fact, just take the bag. So I'm giving the bag of food. And uh, he's looking at me like I was crazy. <laughs> like, I said, man, God bless you, man. Have a great day. Um, just keep going, man. And uh, I wish I had more to give him, but that's all I had. And uh, he's puzzled. But he said, thank you, man. God bless you. And he said, I really don't shouldn't take this. I said, man, take it. If you're hungry, you need to eat. And uh, he took the food inside and ate, and I went home. I had to find some something else to eat. I mean, but um, it was just a blessing that that uh, I put my own hunger to the side for that moment. Because you know how you you're hungry at some some sometimes you just want to eat really quick. So as soon as you get the food, you just put it in your mouth. You just gotta eat it. That's how hungry I was. I'm not saying I'm starving to death, but uh, it was. You know, I had my mind on what I had in my hand, but I gave it to someone else. And um, it, it's just a blessing to be able to, to do that um, and put others before myself. So I uh, just touched on the challenge of Monique had, but uh, my confession is a lot different, man. And uh, it's been on my heart ever since it happened. Uh, we all know Prince died uh Last week, musical genius. Everyone listened to Prince, and it was great. You know, everybody probably heard a song or two. And uh, I heard a song of his. Somebody did a rendition of it. It's a sad song. And I'm like, man, this man was really talented. So I, saw, I see all these memes online about Prince and how good of a guy he was. And then I saw this one meme about you know, is he in heaven? Is he in hell? And somebody wrote something like. Everyone goes to heaven on Facebook, no matter what they did. And I was like, it's just kind of crazy. But then I just started thinking about it. And I don't know Prince's lifestyle. I can only judge him off the music he makes. I don't know if he's a good or bad person. I don't know. I wasn't there. But, you know, I thought about his salvation and his soul because people tend to have a connection with artists they listen to. They go out, pay money, get their albums. They go out, see them on concerts. They go out, see them at press releases. They go out and see them at book signings or what have you. And it's like you feel like, you, you know, they know you personally when they really don't. And that's because of the music. And I started thinking, like, how if if I was really that big of a Prince fan, how many times did I pray for him if he wasn't saved or that he would come to Christ? Not yeah. many, you know. And um, even with other artists, I like, like, I used to listen to Drake a whole lot. But how many times have I prayed for Drake's soul if he is in a sinful lifestyle or if he's not saved? Or any other artist that you really like their music, they're talented. And uh, I kind of felt convicted about it because, you know, if I say, oh, I love Prince and I'm posting all these retweets and I love him and he's great and he did so much and. But I never prayed once for him then How much did I really love Prince Like genuinely And uh, I got convicted with that And uh, That's my confession I'm going to make an effort more To pray for Some artists that I like That may not be saved And you you might not approve of all of their music But you do appreciate the craft That they do bring to the world Like hey I don't like all their content But this guy does know how to write a good song. You know, I, I can't negate that. And if if you really love him or love his craft or you even want to see him in heaven, 
You know, pray for salvation. Pray the Lord does something to him. If you have an opportunity, why don't you talk to him about Christ if you can, or send an email or a text, or, or not a text, but something, a letter. Um, if you ever have ever, ever, ever had the opportunity to talk to these people, um, I think instead of just going with adoration of their craft and who they are, you know, what, what would it hurt for you to share a couple of words about Jesus Christ with them in salvation? Um, and that's something I want to take into consideration moving forward in my life. You know, it's, it's funny you say it, Keith. Uh, when I was younger, that used to be my prayer. I, I always used to say, if I ever became not necessarily a celebrity, but the guy that was in with the celebrity, that I would be the one to draw them into Christ. And the two individuals that you just mentioned, um, it's funny, you know, you know, kind of going back two weeks ago when we had Alonzo and Jamil on, you know, Prince was a Jehovah's Witness. And Drake is Jewish. And, <laughs> I know, right? So, you know, you, man, I, I, I don't even know how to, how to even address it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of stuck because I don't know what to say. Like you said, you love these individuals for the music that they made. And you, know, you can pray that their souls can be saved through salvation. What if their heart is already made up? If if I'm a devout Jehovah's Witness, it's not a lot that can persuade me to say that I just want to be non-denominational or Baptist or AME or Catholic or some something to that nature. Versus if I'm a if I'm Jewish. Not a lot of Jewish people that convert to Christianity. I Absolutely, I, I mean it's 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 a it's very touchy subject, and yeah. it was it was something that was on my heart because I've seen the memes and I heard he was Jehovah's Witness and I heard all these other things. Um, you know, like you said about Drake, and and the reason why it was on my heart because there was a time where I listened to Prince Heavy. There's yeah. a time I listened to Drake Heavy. And when the Lord starts to deal with you, it's like, man, it's, it's almost it's almost like if, if you get saved, wouldn't you want to tell your friends about Jesus too so they can get saved too? You know, but they're, I mean, they're not my personal friends. But like I said, the music makes you feel like, hey, man, I got a connection with this guy, man. He raps about the stuff I used to go through with. Maybe I should tell them about Christ, you know. But if we're not praying for them, but we're still buying their records, it's not you know, it's not really being a light, you know. I mean, yeah. not, and, and the Lord to deal with each one individually about whether what they should listen to, what they shouldn't listen to. Now, now I'm saying that if you reached out and you just cannot get in touch with these people, because I'm pretty sure these people are possibly getting in touch with. But if it's really on your heart, you know, if to go to go past the prayer. And really try to get in touch with these people to tell them. You know, I think the Lord will have you to do that if that's on your heart. But my my conviction was I wasn't even praying for them. You know, it was just oh, well, I'm done with them. But it's like, mm-hmm. all right, well, have you prayed for them? Like for self salvation? If you listen to Fifty Cent Heavy and the Lord dealt with you, and you don't listen to Fifty anymore. Have, have you ever once prayed that Fifty got saved or the Lord would convert him and and and, and help him see the light? Uh, my answer is no to that. Not yeah. not one time. And I was like, man. So I can't really go online or say, oh, Prince meant everything to me. Because it's like, well, if that's true, I know in my heart I never prayed for this cat. Uh, not one time. <laughs> you know? I, I agree. And uh, uh, Real quick, um, the call-in number for Confessional Thursday is 516-387- one four two seven. That's five one six three eight seven one four two seven. And you know what? I think that was one of the things that was uh, brought up on our call a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, it's like 
I hear these rappers say, I don't know if the same thing I really don't. But you can't really say, you know, I believe that, like, I, I, I think, um, I'm thinking of one rapper in particular, Big Sean. He talks about God and, and Jesus a lot in his songs and how he thanks God for this. And, you know, I think the one time he mentioned about being saved. I definitely know Kendrick Lamar mentioned one of his songs on, on his album. But you hear it in the song. And then when they're interviewed, when someone interviews about interviews them about what they said in the song, you know, they say, Well, I'm only I'm only rapping in a certain way to get paid. Because at the end of the day, this is my job and this is how I pay the bills. And then, you know, it, over the years I've heard not just rappers, but entertainers in general, whether it be an athlete or a TV personality. You hear someone say, God knows my heart. So how often can you use it? And to to a lesser point, I, I guess I could say and I don't know if I don't know if it's a right if it's a right statement or not, but if say for example if Kendrick Lamar is a then he is a rapper. His profession is to rap. Um I mean, is is he gonna go to hell because he was a rapper? He said, is he going to hell because he's a rapper? Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know, if, well, I don't know if he is well, or if he isn't. Well, but I, say I he is paid, he is paid, but you know he's a rapper. Well, this this is the thing. This is the thing, right? When you are in Christ, you know. Uh, Second Peter, or excuse me, First Peter, second chapter talks about, in Christ we're supposed to be living an example after Christ, being Christ-like, you know. And Christ sowed good seed, great seed, and he made disciples. He taught lessons. He taught love. He taught these things. That's leaving seed. That's his legacy leaving behind, which changed the world. Is the word of God. Now, if I'm a rapper. And I'm not saying what Kendrick Lamar raps about is bad, but if I'm in Christ, I really me, this is me personally. I don't want to talk about anything else but bringing souls to Christ. You know, you could rap about things and awareness and things like that, but I think like some of the language he uses and things like that, it comes off. You know, one track he's angry, and the next track he's over here and over there, yeah, and, over this, yeah. and it's all over the place. And yeah. if I'm a young believer, and Kendrick Lamar is saying I believe in Jesus and I'm saved, then I could do what he's doing because what he's doing is cool. So it's all right to swear and let your rage go out and do all this crazy stuff. Like that, to me, we should be Christ-like, and our image should be. Likened to what God is, and that's who Jesus Christ is. It shouldn't uh, be what Kendrick Lamar is, or any other uh, man that walk, is walking this earth. I totally agree. Because at the end of the day, when you die, you're going to have to face God. You're going to have to face judgment. Not you and Kendrick Lamar. Um, but I, 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 I guess I can, I, I'll point this out as well. Well, I'm looking at. Um, thinking about all of these different rappers and entertainers, and they're so young. I mean, look at look at Salt and Pepper, for example. Uh, look at Salt. When Salt and Pepper came out, they were racy and raunchy and all this other sexual uh, explicit stuff. Now Salt is safe. She like she's like a hundred percent. I live for the Lord. Can't nobody tell me anything different. I think that when you put 21 to 28-year-old, you give them $20 million at that young age, they're going to do what a 21 to 28-year-old is going to do with $20 million. So the sad part is, is that if they die young, then that's a judgment that can't be renewed or returned. 
I would hope that if they are saved, that they that something clicks in their head and say, I have to turn my life around. Because I look, I, I look at a lot of the rappers that were in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, some of them are, uh, look at, look at Mace. I, I'm not going to get into detail of what he does and what he doesn't do, but I mean, some of these rappers have really turned their life around. And now they're hallelujah, holy and sanctified. So I, I I think that even though what they're doing now can affect the individual in in the present, we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know how that person can change or how you know who whoever is listening to that music is going to change. I don't remember 10, 11 years. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I think that's a great point. I, I think uh, one thing uh, we, we talk about on the show, we have, definitely have a call. I want to get to the call at the, you know, this one point. Um, and I was thinking about this today. It's not about what we do um, entirely. Like, uh, for instance, or, excuse me, it's not about the good work we do. So, when we get saved and we come to Christ, you know, we're, we're saved. Christ, you know, we're, 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 that's our salvation. And God changes us. God changes us so we could do good works out of love for the Father. Um, but I think the problem is all that sin we've done in the past was see, We have corrupted people. And just because we're saved doesn't mean that person's still not corrupted. You know what I mean? That person, I mean, excuse me, that person's still going to be corrupted because of what we did in the past. So any past song you wrote or any past thing you did and it scarred this person or led this person to do this and, or you spoke uh, harsh words on someone, that, that's still something. Now, Christ died for those sins, but the, the seed has been sown already. And, you know, that, that sin does come back, you know. Um, but we're saved by, by grace. And let's Hold on, let me let's take this call. I just want to, I don't want to go on to that point. Uh, caller, you're on with Keith, Joe, and Monique. Hello, call from the two one. Hello, call from the two one five. Hello. I don't. I think we might have lost him. I think we might have lost him. Hello. Oh well, maybe they can try back again. Well, Joe, Joe, we we still here with you, right, Joe? Yep, I'm here. All right, cool, cool. Yes, yeah, on another number pop up. I wanted to read a scripture. Um, in Genesis and it really spoke to my heart uh, Genesis fifty nineteen, chapter 50 verse 19 uh, through the tw- 19th and the 20th verse it says and Joseph said unto them fear not for am I in the place for am I in the place of God? But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring it to pass, as it is the as it is this day to save much people alive. Um the story about Joseph and his brothers and doing harsh things to, his brothers doing harsh things to Joseph and his brothers got, you know, scared because after Joseph, Israel died, you know, they thought that Joseph was going to seek revenge on his brothers. But Joseph forgave them. And uh, forgiveness is always is a, is a thing we touch on every last Thursday for, for a little bit. Joseph forgave his brothers, and he said something that just blessed me. It says, ye thought, it, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring it to pass. And... God sometimes allows things to happen 
for his good. So it may look evil to us or bad to us, but God sees it in a different light that we don't understand. And sometimes it takes a few years for us to get it. Because with Joseph, his story took a lot of years for the true picture to come to come clear to him and his brothers and what God was doing. And I just wanted to share with you guys tonight to, you know, if you have anyone that you have not forgiven or someone that has done something vile to you or evil or bad, you know, forgive them. And know me, you know, it might seem like the world's coming to an end, but God has something in store for you. You may not see it. You might not see it next week. You may not see it next year. But if it's in the Lord's will, he'll reveal it to you in time, at the right time, and you'll give him glory for it. I guess that's my little point I wanted to make tonight. Let me see if. Let me try again with this call they called back. Hello, you're on with Joe, Keith, and Monique. Hi. Hey. Hello. How, How are you? Hello. We're doing great. That's good. <laughs> so it's Confessional Thursday. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to confess um, that that you you probably wronged someone and you want, wanted prayer for any of it or anything like that? Um, I wouldn't say that I wronged someone uh, physically. Um, I think that one thing that I would definitely want prayer for is just to, um, to strengthen my relationship with God. Um, I usually try to get up in the morning, 4 a.m., you know, giving my first fruits. But it hasn't really been consistent lately, and I've been feeling um, not completely withdrawn. But some mornings when I when I or some days when I do try to pray, it's just not it's not all the way there, you know. If if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it would just be to continue to just strengthen my relationship with God. Continue to, um, you know, give him the first fruits of my day every day, not just when it's convenient or, you know, not during my drive to work, but, you know, actually carving out time in my day to dedicate just to him. Amen. Amen. Joe, can we – I wrote this down, Joe. I can send it to you. We can definitely pray for this young lady. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Thank you for calling in and sharing that with us. We'll definitely be praying for you. Uh, do you have any um, good deeds that you did for anyone in the past week? You said I have any good deeds that I've done for anyone? Yes. Yeah. We had a, we had a kind of like a good deed challenge that we uh, issued out on the last week's show. Oh, oh. Um, I do have a few. I didn't know about the good deed challenge. Um <laughs> I have a couple of different things. Um, I had a friend that was stranded Monday night. Um, went to go pick that up, met my friend up. Um, lent a friend of mine some money to pay some bills. I don't know if that you know. So um, you were on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Lord says that we are to be lenders, not borrowers. So you know, that's Amen. monetary. Amen. That's in time. You know, so. Any way that I can help, you know, friend or family, they I'm usually the first one that they call and I try to I've been trying to not be so quick with my yes, but I usually am because I'm just always so eager to want to help. Um mm. which is probably why they call me. <laughs> but um yeah, so it's that's an ongoing thing, but it's it's you know, give and you know, it'll be given back. So I do it cheerfully and knowing that there's a blessing, you know, not necessarily trying to gain anything from it, but just because it feels, you know, feels good to be able to help others, you know? Amen. Amen. Good job. Um, If if I could speak anything um, uh, to you, I know we're kind of keeping it anonymous because we're confessing and stuff, but, um, you know, I just want to encourage you that um, you are not, the first person, nor nor will you be the last. Um, that sometimes you just get a little a little weary, um, and sometimes 
you know, you got to switch up your routine every once in a while. Um, I know you want to give your first fruits to the Lord. And I remember when I decided that I was going to wake up the moment I woke up, that was going to be my time with the Lord. Um, and I'm not a morning person. And so for me to be able to, when I wake up and give him my first fruits, so to speak, that's not really my best because it's, it's you know, I remember when I first began and I'd be kind of falling asleep, you know, with my Bible in my lap. And, you know, it, it took it took a long time. I want to say, oh, my gosh, it took me maybe four or five months to get into the rhythm of it, you know. And now it's like I'm so protective of my time with the Lord. Like, you know, people want to have conversations with me before I go into work. It's like my morning, that's reserved for me and God, and I'm very protective of it. Um, but, you know, maybe um, you could think about uh, spicing it up a little. What I mean by that is I'm not quite sure what your um, what your kind of, you know, rhythm is looking like in the morning, but maybe if you're finding it's hard to just break open the Word and read it, maybe you could start following, like, doing, like, a, a Bible study and so where it, and journaling where it causes you to write out so it's not where you're just reading it but you're able to apply it to your life and kind of write like a couple of sentences down, that could be a great way to to stay engaged and, you know, act out. Maybe just take a, you know, two or three minutes where you're just praying and, 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 and thanking the Lord and then bringing your petitions before him. Um, That could be something, or if you're doing, maybe do a devotional, something you're really interested in, or maybe something you might be struggling in, in your, um, in just your walk, and, and that will help you as well, and it it will spark that fire back up again, you know, because we're not always going to be super on fire for the Lord. Um, we still love him. We, we still have faith in him, but sometimes that fire dims, and that's okay. There's no shame in that. It's just how do we uh, spark that flame again? You know, we've, we've always got to be thinking, how can I keep this keep this sparked up, you know? But but I, I just want to encourage you. Um, I, I think that's awesome that you could come on our show and let us know that. And we're definitely gonna gonna be praying for you and, and just uh, praying that the Lord's hand is gonna be upon your life. It sounds like your work, your the Lord is moving in and through you. I mean, you've done some amazing, generous things. So um, just just walk with your head held high and, and know the Lord sees uh, that you love Him and you, and you you're after His heart. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. Um, <laughs> we we are going to wind it down. Uh, Joe, did you have anything to say? I, I think I kind of made my final thought <laughs> earlier in the show. Uh, Monique, did you have any final thoughts for people today? Um, Yeah, I just want to throw out, um, you know, our good deeds challenge. Um, It came out of Philippians 2, verse 3 through 4. So if any of you guys were wondering where that came from with our good deeds challenge, um, Philippians 2, verses 3 through 4. Um. I guess one last thing I'd I'd like to say is um, it's a journey that we're on. This journey in walking with the Lord, and we're all in different places. And if we can acknowledge that everyone's in a different place in their walk with the Lord, I think we'll have a lot more grace and with people. And that'll help. That in turn helps us in our in our walk with the Lord. Like I said, you know, me putting people before myself has taken away me kind of being like the socket in my emotions or my feelings. It's really kept me grounded. Just I gotta put if I put people first, then I'm not. So I like to sometimes I think of myself like a New Yorker. You know, like, I'm just like, go, 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 go. I got to go. And people are in my way and get out of my way. And this cause got me to kind of slow down. I look at it like I'm more the island mentality now, like putting people before myself and 
and, and, and taking a, a step back to, you know, pour into people's lives. Of, I'm going to share this story real quick. I remember um, our Bible study leader, uh, Keith, and my, uh, my Bible study leader was her birthday. And uh, Keith was supposed to come with a, with a present for Naya, and he was supposed to be there. And she was running really late. I was just like, what is going on? He was supposed to, we had a big surprise. He was supposed to be there for the surprise. We missed it. And I was just like, what is going on? And so he told me later, he goes, oh, man, you know, I, I got, uh, I ended up sparking up a conversation with someone at the, I think it was at Target. And he was just talking to her about the Lord. He he left margin in his life, and he put this woman before the activity he had going on because he saw that this woman, knowing who Jesus Christ, that that this was this was priority. Does this person mm-hmm. know about our Savior? And so you know, I say all that to to say you know when we really are able to put people like that before ourselves, the salvation of people before us, before us it totally transforms our, our mindset. Um, last thing, I just want to ask um, all of you guys out there listening, Joe, Keith, um, I'm speaking, I have a speaking engagement on Sunday with Treasures. They've asked me to share my testimony. And Amen. so just that uh, no weapon of the enemy shall prosper over me and that no nerves or anxiety will be upon me, that I will just go and take that stage um, with the confidence that the Lord says, you know, be bold and courageous, that I'm going to be bold and courageous and, and share the story that he's given me, that he's blessed me with of uh, liberation from just, you know, the crazy things that happen in my life and the crazy things that I subjected myself to. So I really appreciate that. Well, I, I know, um, you know, when it comes to public speaking, it can be stressful, but you're Monique, so you got this. <laughs> you got this. Um, but but we will pray for you. Um, and I also want to kind of keep this um, good deed challenge going too. Um, and I'll put up a post about uh, Philippians, the second chapter, the third through the fourth verse, just to, you know, not for people to be boastful about it, but I mean, you don't even have to tell us that you did it. Just just do it. You know, just do a good deed. You know, do something for somebody else. Do something for someone besides yourself. Um, and God will definitely reward you. It might not necessarily be monetary, but... Um, God will reward you for your good deeds. Um, so real quick, we just want to, you know, close out in prayer um, and uplift the individuals um, that have asked for prayer. And, and hopefully God will, not hopefully, but we know God will uh, see to his word that these prayers will be met. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you once again, Lord God, for your grace and for your mercy. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for you being the ultimate provider. We thank you, Lord God, for the salvation of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for knowing that we are not a fearful people. Lord, we, we ask that you give Monique strength and courage, give her wisdom. You let the Holy Spirit speak through her to give you the edification and glorification to your people that her testimony, Lord God, will change lives, Heavenly Father, will draw women and men unto you, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that she has conquered her fears and that she will stand strong on the stage, Lord God, and she will not be um, wavering to the left nor to the right, but will be transfixed on the, the individuals in the audience because the key message that she will be addressing, Lord God, could potentially save someone's life. And any time that that life 
can be saved, Lord, we know that you are in the midst and where you are, fear does not exist. So we thank you, Lord God, for her, for allowing her to overcome her fears, and we thank you, Lord God, for giving her the the grace and the the ability to speak clearly to the audience so that they may hear your words, Heavenly Father. We also pray, Lord God, to strengthen the uh, relationship process that the caller called in on early, Lord. Or we as Christians have a hard time at times communicating with you. Lord, uh, we ask that submission be implanted into our spirit and conviction be implanted into our spirit, Lord, to the point where we can't function, we can't move, that we will be immobile when it comes to giving you honor and glory in our everyday walk, in our everyday talk, Lord God. We pray, Heavenly Father, that we realize that we cannot move nor function without giving you honor and glory, and that each and every moment, each and every waking moment, each and every movement is enthroned in your grace and in your mercy, and that our mental processes are transfixed on you and not of this world, Lord God. We pray, Heavenly Father, that she be enlightened and and, and lifted up with peace, Lord God, and with your utmost love that she will now realize that there's nothing that she can't do because she's already given you the honor and the glory and that she will go forward knowing this to continue her Christian Christian walk and be focused in on every aspect of your word and who you are and what you represent. So we thank you and we praise you for these and many other things. In your son Jesus' name, amen. Real quick before we close out, anybody, anybody that uh, is on the fence about getting saved or just wants to know what it what it means to gain some type of salvation, we encourage everyone to go to walkingasChrist.com. That website is walkingasChrist.com. Any you know any questions that you may have about getting saved or you know salvation itself, I all your answers, all your questions will be answered on that site. Um, that's all I have. Amen. Have a good night, everybody. We love you. Good night. Night. Welcome to the show. It's straight talk with Joe. Welcome to the show.